0: This is episode 125 for Tuesday, February 6, 2018, brought to you from Arlington, Texas. This week, we will be discussing style 23C, Ode Bruin. Welcome to Brew Styles. My name is Chris, and together with Travis, Sawyer, and Powers, we take on the world of beer one style at a time. Every week, we discuss a different style of beer and taste some of our favorites. We hope you leave with a thirst for more. Our podcasts may be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Look us up and subscribe to make sure you are kept up to date on our latest episodes. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at brew underscore styles. Drop by our website, brewstyles.com, where you can stream every episode, check out our photo gallery, and use the contact tab to send us comments and feedback. You can also find more information about the BJCP and how to become a certified beer judge. Settle in and raise a pint with us as we launch into another episode of Brew Styles. well welcome back everybody hi how's everybody doing
1: good word
0: we're starting a little bit earlier today because i think there's some kind of like foosball game on or something there's there's something there's something going on balls yeah i don't know what what that is but sports anyway uh sports (laughs) i'm joined today by powers sitting right here in front of me how are you doing powers doing pretty good
2: got myself my own chair it's a little bit more comfy than the 10 dollar broken walmart chairs yeah, I was that, saying, thanks it, for breaking my chair <laughs> is it more sturdy it is more sturdy it has armrests it Good. was given to me for free by quick trip uh with quitting time <laughs> their, their former quitting time beer profits i'm sure
0: no uh styles brought to you by quick trip
1: yes <laughs> Oh, God. Well,
0: (laughs) I had to make a trip to the dollar store to get it done. (laughs) That was a former sponsor.
1: (laughs) Quite
2: seriously, I am brought to you by Quick Trip because they pay me the gas money that I need to drive down here every week. So we are unofficially
0: sponsored by QT.
2: Yes, which they're actually, (laughs) I got some good news this week. They're going to let me run one of their stores. Wow, congratulations. Uh, Passed my store manager interview uh, Friday. So, you know, uh, hopefully... Hopefully, here soon they'll promote me, and I'll be running a store, and you know that'll be uh, that'll be a really great move for me. Hopefully, I don't mess it up too bad. But just
0: make sure you keep plenty of Miller High Life in stock. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, I I need to make sure, especially if I go back to that one store with that one guy. What do you what 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 do you used to say, Travis? It's called the champagne of beer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's what he used to say. So. I'll make sure... Uh, Where's my beer? Yes.
3: <laughs> also joined today by Travis. How are you doing, Travis? Doing very well. Thank you. That is all. That, is, yep. that it? is that it? <laughs> doing very well.
0: All right. And, cool. then you, and then you say, what have you done regarding beer recently? Oh, I, I have to say that? Yeah. Yeah. You can't just go right into it. No. You're the host. What have you done regarding beer this oh week, Oh, my Travis? gosh. What
3: haven't I done, Chris? <laughs> I was so busy yesterday with beer-related things. We did... Uh, the blue bonnet login yesterday, which was a blast. That's where we actually take all the beers that people have submitted. And then you have to unbox them and make sure that all the labels are correct. And then we have to put a little barcode on them. So there's this whole, just assembly line procedure, uh, to check in 1500 entries, three bottles each. So good. I mean, there was a lot of beer being moved yesterday. Uh, but it was, it was pretty cool. Got there at nine o'clock and we were done by around one, which, uh, Last year it took past three o'clock, so it was a a much better organized more login this year. In. Yeah. More better, more efficient, more, more better. better. On, on Were the yesterday. entries is
0: still the same, like fifteen hundred last year, fifteen hundred this year? Yep. So just quicker process then.
3: Yeah, we had a, a bigger space this year. We had mm. two tables instead of just one, so mm. able to, to double up. And uh, I was I was doing quality control with our good friend Tony. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's right across from me. And, so that was funny he's he's a he's a funny guy you know <laughs> some things that i haven't seen before like he starts singing along with songs but he has all the lyrics wrong <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that was fun and then uh and then like he would randomly just say Bruce styles drops Oh,
1: God. Oh, God. oh no we created a monster yeah it was funny
3: cause it, I started love because I'm just I'm looking at barcodes and numbers and I hear because it makes you want a mango <laughs> <laughs> what is that is it, is it bad that whenever
2: somebody uh, gets like a mango flavored cigarillo from me like in my head I just really want to say that mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that should be the catchphrase for the company that sells them
0: oh my a swisher yeah because <laughs> it makes you want a mango <laughs> all right That was cool. I was going to come help you out with that yesterday, but uh, I was at the motorcycle show with my dad, so. That's fair. Yeah. We bought those tickets a long time ago, so anyway. I had a good time, though.
1: I played Rust all day long, so.
0: Also joined by Sawyer. How are you doing, Sawyer? I am good. Hold on, let me get this right. Did you do anything beer-related this week? No. Was that good, Travis?
2: Because it makes you want a mango. (laughs) (laughs) Yep.
0: I mean, if drinking
1: Jack and Coke at night with dinner is beer-related, sure. Yeah. That's about it. No. Though.
3: We're, we're we're not going to do whiskey styles again. Okay. <laughs> that, oh no, <laughs>
1: that I did. Segment. I did have a barley wine yesterday. Mm, okay. okay there yeah. you go.
3: Is That yeah.
0: the sugar and spice. I think I saw you check into it. Yeah, yeah. I had one
1: yesterday. It, it got me a nice little buzz before I nice you know went out to dinner and listened to some live music. So.
2: I get to bust open one of my beers tomorrow. Uh-oh. Please just don't bust ready. it open just, you know, just lightly. Just pop it open. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Get to find out how that turned out. I'll probably, I might bring a bottle by either next week or the week after, you know, just cool. to see what
0: y'all think. We do a wrap-up of our... Uh,
2: of our ongoing Powers Brew Kit yeah. uh, review series.
0: <laughs> yeah. Gotta come up with a name for your brewery. Yeah. Well, just as a recap from that episode, we're also drinking the beer that I brewed that day, the, the brown. And we kind of tasted it last week, but it had just been kegged. Um, it's Travis and I were talking about this before we started. It's a, a little bit more bitter and a really dry finish than kind of what I was expecting. And I'm getting some kind of dark fruit notes from it, um, some yeast esters. Maybe some of that might kind of mellow out over time. I'll leave it in the keg, obviously in the fridge for a while and kind of "quote unquote" lager it, even though it's an ale.
3: Yeah, you'll probably have to look this up, but I'd like—I'd be curious to see what the uh, hops were that you used in this recipe. Yeah, because it's—it's got a substantial bitterness to it. Yeah, and it
2: has a decent malt backbone on the on the flavor, though. Like I'm, I'm getting some—well, de- not—I mean, getting some kind of toasted notes off of it. Maybe not on the very front of it, but you know, it's. It, Nuts there.
0: Um. Yeah, it's supposed to be a nut brown, too, but I'm not getting hmm. much nut character. What kind yeah. of nuts? D's nuts. <laughs> oh, oh <God. laughs> no. It looks like a... I mean, it's a nut. That's what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah? Yeah, so I, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, I, I don't know what all grains were in there either, so I can't really speak to that. I have to look at the, the kit again just to check it out, but it's it's fine you know it's a like a 4.6 percent dry table beer that's essentially what it is
1: i don't know about you guys but mine's like really hoppy i don't know if i got the same while you're one. drinking the raincore, oh yeah that
0: that looks beautiful though i yeah. just have to say so myself <laughs> it, it looks
1: better than the champagne of beers <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway so moving on uh first off thanks to our listeners mm. and uh, thank you for hitting that subscribe button if oh, you haven't yet you. uh go ahead and do that so you can keep up to date Thank you, guys.
2: Subscribe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I still I love that job.
0: <laughs> How's our uh, Facebook going, Sawyer? Yeah. Check back <laughs> with me in about
1: 30 minutes.
0: <laughs> How's the uh, Twitter going, Travis? Twitter's going very well. Yeah, we get some more likes and, and retweets and all that. Yeah,
3: we're actually contacted by a soon-to-be-open brewery on Twitter. Wow. And uh, they are interested in doing an episode with us fantastic so that may be happening in the near future cool where
0: are they planning on opening up somewhere in fort worth
3: okay like in the hot fusion area okay cool mm, awesome. okay. yeah
0: looking forward to that hopefully uh i think we're trying to schedule that next week but we'll mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes mm-hmm. i don't know powers are you doing one of our social media accounts no <laughs> i've i've he could I've take said, over Instagram. I've said I could take over
2: the Instagram, but I don't know who has the login info for that. I've that never... would be Eddie. Okay, cool. So I'm
0: never th- getting the Instagram info. Trying to remember what he, <laughs> looks... <laughs> trying to remember what he looks like and you know what his voice sounds like. What's I his don't... last name again? Uh,
1: I don't
0: it... know. Rogis? Rogis. I don't, I don't know. It's been so long since he's been here. Hey, you right? know, <laughs> Tony asked about him yesterday.
3: Really? Because is... like, <laughs> when he said the one a mango drop, he's like, you know who said that was that just like something you picked up off the internet i was like no that was the wife of one of our former hosts and he was like oh and a smile just disappeared and he said did he did he pass away <laughs> oh, my oh my god, god. Like, no no he, <laughs> oh no he had, he had a kid and and
0: so basically yes he <laughs> he's dead on the inside yes <laughs> <laughs> We should get him back on. That'd be fun.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think so. I haven't seen him in forever.
1: It's been a while, I think, for almost all of
3: us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he lied. I'll well, be he... right back. Whoa! <laughs> 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 because he was not back. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah. All right, all anyway, right. so today I'm we're... i going to show
3: you
0: a big boy. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so today we're talking about Ode Bruin, uh, style 23C. What is that? I have been looking forward to this episode... Ever since we decided we were going to do it. Yes. Is it like here. An ode, ode
1: or odd? Is or it like old? Is it like ode to joy?
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure it means old. Yeah. Um, pronounced ode. O, o, it's O U D, ode. Old. Ode. Old Bruin. <laughs> uh, Bruin which, yes. Which. Um,
3: <laughs> <What's>, bless you.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, overall impression. A multi fruity aged, somewhat sour oh. Belgian style brown mm-hmm. ale. So Ode Bruin, Old Brown.
3: So there's
1: not gonna be anything wrong with this beer today.
0: Powers, have
3: you had a sour beer before?
2: Oh yeah. Like I've, a legit sour? Uh yeah, no. I've uh I've actually the first sour beer I ever had was when I was in California. We were at a we were at a bar with my dad and my aunt. <laughs> And there was, a, there was a nice cooler, like just a, you know, a, several doors full of just bottles from all over the country. And I pulled my aunt over and I was just like, hey, what do you think I should drink right now? And she says, do you like sour beer? And I said, mm. uh, I've never had sour beer. And she's like, we're getting lawfully," And uh, so that, that's okay. actually an example of the Ode Bruin style. And let me tell you, that blew me away. I was actually, you know, at first I was like, this is weird. Uh, but after after getting after getting
0: into it a little bit I was like oh hey this is actually
1: very nice this is
2: nice
0: okay. so, so you know what yeah. to expect today then yes, yes. yeah I mean I've, I've grown up loving you know warheads and the sour worms and lemonade you know, and all like that it. kind of stuff yeah the're the really tart mm-hmm. things but the first time I had a sour beer it was like oh my what in the what is this and I didn't like it now I can't get enough Mm-hmm. <laughs> My favorite sour beer of all time is the Jacobins, which I wanted to bring today, but it's not an Ode Bruin. It's a Flanders Red. So it's right. a different style, but same kind of concept, um, fruity and tart. But anyway, so we're talking about Ode Bruin today. Aroma, complex combination of fruity esters and rich malt character. Medium to medium-high esters, commonly reminiscent of raisins, plums, figs, dates, black cherries, or prunes. Medium low to medium high malt character of caramel, toffee, orange, triacle, or chocolate. Spicy phenols can be present in low amounts for complexity. A sherry-like character may be present and generally denotes an aged example. A low sour aroma may be present and can modestly increase with age, but should not grow to a noticeable acetic vinegary character. That's important to note. Should not be acetic or vinegary. Hop aroma absent. Absent. Don't see that very often. Okay. It usually says like low to none low or to whatever, none. Yeah. but it says straight up hop aroma absent period. Okay. Diacetyl is perceived only in very minor quantities, if at all, as is complementary aroma.
1: All right. Thank you. Good night. We'll see you next week. <laughs> that was really long. <laughs> what? The Just for the
0: aroma. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, well, I mean, this is a complex style uh, because you're going to have... Thank you very much. You're going to have malt. You're going to mm-hmm. have obviously no hop, um, but you could have a lot of other characters that you get from the souring vessel, which is usually barrels. Right. Um, so this, you know, it's going to be it's going to be very complex. Appearance: dark reddish brown to brown in color, good clarity, average to good head retention, ivory to light tan head color. Flavor. Malty with fruity complexity and typically some caramel character. Medium to medium high fruitiness commonly includes dark or dried fruit such as raisins, plums, figs, dates, black cherries, or prunes. So just like the aroma. Medium low to medium high malt character of caramel, toffee, orange, triacle, or chocolate. Did they copy and paste? <laughs> oh my gosh. Spicy phenols can be present in low amounts for complexity. A slight sourness often becomes more pronounced in well-aged examples, along with some sherry-like character, producing a sweet and sour profile. Interesting. The sourness should not grow to a noticeable acetic vinegary character. Still a hop flavor absent, period. I think they copied and pasted. <laughs> Restrained hop bitterness. Low oxidation is appropriate as a point of complexity. So when you put something in a barrel, you're going to get some oxidation. Diacetyl is perceived only in very minor quantities, if at all, as a complementary flavor. Balances malty, but with fruitiness and sourness present. Sweet and tart finish. Okay. Mouthfeel medium to medium full body, low to moderate carbonation, no astringency. Comments Long aging and blending of young and aged beer may occur, adding smoothness and complexity and balancing any harshness, sour character. This style was designed to lay down so examples with a moderate aged character. Are considered superior to younger examples. That's kind of interesting. I'm going to read that again. This style was designed to lay down so examples with a moderate aged character are considered superior to younger examples. So this is going to be one of the younger ones. Mm-hmm. As in fruit lambics, Old Bruin can be used as a base for fruit flavored beer such as Creek cherries, Frambosin raspberries, although these should be entered in the classic style fruit beer category style comparison a deeper malt character distinguishes these beers from Flanders red ales so you're going to get more malt less fruit like I think you would out of a Flanders red the old Bruin is less acidic and maltier than a Flanders red and the fruity flavors are more malt oriented vital statistics OG 1040 to 1074 IBUs 20 to 25 so that's pretty low FG 1008 to 1012 SRM fifteen to twenty two, ABV four to eight percent. And I think we actually have a couple examples that are over eight percent. Yeah. Um
1: so I'm getting drunk today.
0: <laughs> uh commercial examples. Can I be here all night? <laughs> <laughs> commercial examples, Ixigem Ode Bruin, Leafman's Gudemond, which I saw this one at Total Wine, I thought about picking it up. Hmm. Um
3: Goodenband.
0: Yeah. Uh the Leafman's Ode Bruin. I didn't see <laughs>
3: Leafman's, Leafman's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was about to
0: say that's it's Leaf Ericsson Day. <laughs> Petrus Bruin, which I think we have. today. We do have that. Cool. Riva Vondel, which I've never even seen or heard of, and the Vandergistebelligem's Bruin, which we actually have today. Whoa! Nice good job. So that's, um, that's difficult. So I think we'll have a, a good array of really nice tart beers to try today. It should be good. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs>
3: Yeah, in the, in the style comparison, it stuck out to me that it says the Odd Bruin is less acetic uh, than the Flanders Red, which I remember mm-hmm. on the Flanders Red episode, that was like for Jacobin's example. That's the one yeah. that just really gets the corners of your cheeks. Really and puckering. It, and yeah. it makes your mouth tingle. Like when you eat the whole bag of warheads. Mm. Yeah, I don't do that. Warheads.
2: <laughs> I just felt some tingling. <laughs> I just felt some tingling in my cheeks when you said that. That, yeah. Was, yeah. that was exciting. It's so
0: funny. Like when you talk about warheads, your mouth starts watering, right? I know. <laughs> So good. Anyway, so yeah, this beer is going to be similar to that, but not nearly as fruity and acidic as the Flanders, which, Powers, we need to get you some Jakobins to try. Yeah, I want to try that one. (laughs) It sounds great. It's it's a a regular-sized bottle, but it costs Mm -hmm. like 12 bucks. Not surprised. It's fantastic. (laughs) It's tremendous. It's the best beer. So do we have any history on this?
2: Uh, I mean, they have the little history blurb, but...
0: It's always about blurbs. Yeah, go ahead and read it, because it's been around for a while. So, an quote-unquote old ale tradition, indigenous to East Flanders. Where's East Flanders? I don't even know it. It's, a, it's, it's East e- of West Flanders. You oh, so. oh, took it right <laughs> out of my mouth. <laughs> and it's also East of Central Flanders. <laughs> typified by the products of the Leafman Brewery, now owned by Riva, which has roots back to the 1600s. Historically brewed as a provision beer that would help Sorry, that would develop some sourness as it aged. These beers were typically more sour than current commercial examples. While Flanders Red Beards... Wow. <laughs> Beards. While Flanders Red beers are aged in oak, the brown beers are warm-aged in stainless steel. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that. I thought that was all oak. Someone's on the struggle bus today. Yeah, hey, I am on the struggle bus today. Drinking beard. So that's, yeah. <laughs> These it's like your beard. Beer pieces stuck between your teeth. Ew, that's gross. Just stick
2: your beard in the pot as there you're boiling. You
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> pretty sure that's what Fratto does. <laughs> um, they were typically more sour than current commercial examples. That's amazing. Because the current yeah. commercial ones are pretty sour on their own. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So anyway, so I guess we're not going to get very much oak character. Uh, Warm aged in stainless steel, so not lagered. Um well, let's talk about the characteristic ingredients too, because we are gonna have some wild yeast strains, and I think it's important to identify exactly which ones we're gonna be talking about. So a base of pills malt with judicious amounts of dark caramelts and a tiny bit of blacker roast malt, just to give that stronger malty character. Like the chocolate that the uh, uh aroma and flavor we're talking about. You'll get that from blacker roast malt. Often includes maize. Hmm. We've got corn. Yep. Low alpha acid continental hops are typical. Avoid high alpha or distinctive American hops.
3: Yes, cuz I said they're absent
0: in yep, everything. Absent. Saccharomyces and Lactobacillus and uh, acetobacter. Bacter? Sure. Sure. Acetobacter. I don't know what that is actually. It's probably some kind of acid. <laughs> um, contribute to the fermentation and eventual flavor. Lactobacillus reacts poorly to elevated levels of alcohol. Water high in carbonates is typical of its home region and will buffer the acidity of darker malts and the lactic sourness. Magnesium in the water accentuates the sourness. So, lactobacillus here, not Brettanomyces, Which I'm okay with. <laughs> yeah, the the, the the hugest, hugest, The wow. I'm really on the struggle bus today. It's going to yeah. be huge. <laughs> um, the biggest difference between lactobacillus and Bretzenomyces is the lacto is going to be sharply tart or sour depending on the levels of it. Mm-hmm. The Brett is softer, mm-hmm. but more like uh, funky.
2: Right. That's where you get some of that horse blanket. Yeah. That we were talking about when we were doing commercial suicide. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So
0: those that's the biggest difference. So we should get a lot more of the sharp tart uh, acetic mouthfeel than we will kind of the funk
2: okay
3: yeah the the bacter is um if you think back to our yeast episode we did talk about that it was one of the it was one of the bacteria strains that uh can provide the real intense sourness but it also can go on the other side of things to provide the dirty diaper smell so that's one of those that some people will will play with it because it can provide some pretty good flavors. But you
2: got to be real careful.
3: Yeah, but you're, you're playing with fire there. Yeah.
2: Well, I'd s- hate to see a dirty diaper on fire.
0: <laughs> well, and some people will swear up and down that Brett is more complex than lactobacillus. Okay. But I think it kind of depends on how you do the like, I'm I'm talking from like the homebrew side. Because it kind of depends on how you do the lacto. Because there's really cheap and easy ways to do it. Mm-hmm. But you are not going to get the depth and the complexity that you will if you do like the sour mash, and you let the beer sour. If you try to force it by adding lactic acid, or um, and I tried this with the uh, the Goza by putting that acetic malt mm-hmm. in there, you'll get some some tartness, but it's not going to be like what we're going to taste today. Okay,
3: yeah, it's so, like microwaving a steak. You still get the job done, but it it's
0: nowhere near what it could be. Right? Oh, it's
1: awful. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> Not well, welcome back. <laughs> yes, So, anyway, it's, that's what I'm saying. Like, there are are it's it's a very difficult style to replicate on a regular basis because you know it, even with the yeast that we use as home brewers, um, the regular yeast, mm-hmm. you're still dealing with the live organism, yeah. even though they've packaged it and it's ready for you to use something like lacto or brett is a little bit more difficult mm-hmm. to work with. Um, so that's why they talked about blending. Right. Because they can they can take an old and a young version and blend them together at whatever level they need to to reproduce the whatever product it is that they're bottling just so they get more consistent. Okay. Not to go back to whiskey, but that's why they do blended whiskeys also. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. I did learn that too. No, no, no. So anytime you get something blended... Like um, this style, or they mentioned the... Um, lambics. The lambics. Mm-hmm. The lambics are like the blended thing, especially when you're talking about fruit. And you can have an old lambic and a young lambic that you're going to blend together. It's really hard to find an unblended lambic. At least it has been in, in my experience. I have a lambic in my fridge right now.
3: Nice. Congratulations. <laughs> Hooray. <Thank you.
0: laughs> what is it? Uh, it's the
1: Frambois. Lindemans? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Courtney really likes that one.
0: Yeah, that one. I think the because it's made with raspberry. I think the raspberry mm. like l- ups the tartness level of it, and it's yeah. it's really good. Yeah, hmm. Courtney says that she could drink that all day. Yeah. So, it's actually pretty good to make with a vanilla float. Ooh. You should try that. I'm gonna try
1: that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway, um, so are we ready to get into our first beer? I think yeah, so. Let's do
1: right. it. All right. Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, this first one.
2: <laughs> this first one. Speaking of not busting bottles as we open them,
1: uh, I like to eat the bottle. You know, it's, oh, okay, it's very nutritious for you. All right. Yeah. All, right All
2: right. Let's open it up.
1: One, six, look out! Look out! Oh! <laughs> 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 oh man. Okay. So this first one is the Petrus Old Bruin. Uh Petrus Petrus. He's I leave. I, I wow. <laughs> I'm on the struggle bus too. I don't live here in Merka. Petrus. Petrus, Petrus. Petrus. How
0: however you say it?
1: Sure. Um <laughs> it rings in at a 5.5% ABV.
0: And it's it, not too bad.
1: It even lists a sour scale on the label.
3: 3
1: what? out of 5.
3: What's Ooh. their sourability rating?
1: Three out of five.
3: Kay. Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> it says 33% Fodor beer and plus that's 67% fooder. fooder. Yeah,
3: like a foodie, but it's a fooder. <laughs> uh,
1: and 67% young brown beer, Uh, product of Belgium. Young, young beer. beer. I
0: knew it was coming. <laughs> I knew it.
1: I've been waiting for that one this entire time. Uh, and that's really about it. That's That's all it says. So. This is, is a commercial nice. example? It is.
2: Yeah. This one is uh, brewed brewed by the. Bro- bro- I, bro- I bro- know it. Browery. De Brand. Brabander.
3: <laughs> Band-Aid.
2: <laughs> bro- bandaid, yes. Browridge de Brand-Aid. <laughs> Brow, bray, bray. Brown bray. Bro-
1: bro- bro-
3: yeah. So.
1: <laughs> It kind of sounds like eyebrow.
3: Yeah, this bottle totally cracked whenever we opened it.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, at yeah. least uh, Sawyer and Chris's did. Ours is safe. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm afraid for my now, life. I have four. See, this one does say aged in oak.
2: Yeah, that's what I was about to say. So
0: it's commercial example, but it's aged in oak, even though the guidelines said that it's not. It's warm-aged in stainless steel. Hmm. So I wonder how much oak character we're going to get out of this one.
1: I don't get... Never mind. We'll get there in a minute. We got
0: to look at it first. I know. Sawyer.
3: The first taste is with your eyes. I have floaties. uh Uh-oh.
0: I do have floaties. I have like one or two floaters.
3: Oh, it's beautiful, though. Look at the color. It is. It's very clear.
1: It's a pretty. Like
3: reds Quite. at the top, and then it gets to a orange towards the 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 apex of the glass. It's kind of like a a, a red brown.
1: It's got the <laughs> gold stuff in there, like gold Schlager. Oh wait, that's you have glass. gold flakes. Yeah. yeah,
3: very clear. Does have a little bit of a a head. It's like a beigeish color, but
0: yeah. So would you call that red or brown? Yes. Because when it's not held up to sunlight, it's a brown color. But when you hold it up to the sunlight, it gets reddish. It's it's a very dark caramel color. I think it's bread. Bread? Bread. Unusual hue. <laughs> <laughs> it's brown and don't blame, red. Don't blame Hugh. It's not his fault.
1: Oh. Who? Hugh. Who? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, he's on first.
2: I mean, what? of course, the first thing you're going to get on the aroma here is going to be that just that touch of tartness.
0: Actually, I was picking up toffee first, and then the sourness comes in right behind it. Hmm. I haven't
1: had toffee in years. I don't even remember what that tastes or smells like.
3: And then some,
0: some fruit.
1: I do get the fruit.
3: Yeah, the dark fruit notes come through, like a plum-ish. and uh, I don't know what treacle is.
0: It's we the, looked that up before. We yes, did. we did. It's the British term for molasses. That's right, mm-hmm.
1: molasses.
0: I'm kidding. Kind of a dark cherry, more than a prune.
2: Yeah, that's what I would say too. I was mm-hmm. I was trying to kind of catch that prune, but I was just thinking kind of cherry.
0: Yeah. Would you say sherry?
2: That's what I was gonna say. Like that. <laughs> like that's what that, that's Sherry's what this reminds cherries. me of. <laughs> Sherry's berries. <laughs>
0: But yeah, the, She's the, got huge cherries. Mugs. mugs. Um, the tartness does come through on the aroma, though, for sure.
3: It wasn't as intense as I was expecting on the aroma.
0: Because mm-hmm. I was. Well, this is it, only a three Flanders. out of five on the sour scale. Oh. So. oh. Me. And I don't think <laughs> I don't think the Ode Bruins are going to be as tart as the Flanders Reds. I think those Which are going to be yeah. yeah. So we're not going to get to that level of sourness but it should be obviously tart
2: getting a lot of the same flavor that I get on the aroma
1: the yeah. more the, the more sips that I take of it I get more multi backbone to it
0: let it sit on your tongue for a second and the sour notes really start to mm-hmm. come more to mm-hmm. the front
1: to the fore because
0: I'm yes. getting
2: um thank you you're welcome I'm, I'm, I'm getting that same dark cherry on the flavor that I get on the aroma. For sure. Mm-hmm. Just at, at the very start.
0: It's kind of thin. mm mm-hmm. um, Like watery, almost. Yeah, fairly light-bodied, surprisingly. I, it, it tastes like something that's been watered down. Yeah, it does.
1: I like huh. it, though. So,
0: if they blended this one, I would imagine it's more of the younger... It is blend because
2: it is what the sixty-seven uh, percent young brown beer. So okay. it's, it's two-thirds young brown, thirty-three uh, percent fooder beer.
0: That's right. See, I didn't even remember that that was said.
3: It was right there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, this, it does taste young.
3: Huh. The glass really comes through in the flavor. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. You can I can't. That I can't speak. It's to a that. lot like Goldschlager, right?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's it's tasty. I like it. I just it's it's kind of like for me
1: actually this is pretty poundable too
0: yeah and at 5.5 percent i'd say about it's about as
2: poundable as like a tart lemonade
1: yeah well
2: uh you know one one that hasn't been like doused with sugar
1: okay yeah, yeah yeah but you don't like you know filtering the sugar through your teeth
0: <laughs> like sweet tea no mm-hmm. oh, goodness i love sweet tea <laughs> i can't stand sweet
3: tea what's wrong with you I have to drink unsweet you are not texan yeah well are you getting any oak
0: flavor no Mm-mm. now see here's the thing plain oak comes through <clears throat> as vanilla yeah
1: Vanilla, and
0: there is a slight sweetness, but I wouldn't. I don't know that I would necessarily say that it's vanilla.
2: I get a small bit of sweetness on the finish, and I yeah, I, I'd agree with Chris here. It doesn't quite come off as vanilla.
3: Yeah, I get like a low, a fairly low sourness. Yeah, and yep. then it's mixed with the uh,
0: the roasty, well, not roasty, but a, a toasty malt. Yeah, flavor. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guideline said you could get a little bit of chocolate note. Which I don't know that I'm picking that up. The yeah. the fruit kind of takes the the show here mm-hmm. on this one.
3: And then yeah, just being so light bodied, it kind of leaves you wanting a little
0: more. Or... Yeah. Hmm. Well, in the Belgian style, you're going to get more fruit notes, but it's this kind of fruit is not the kind of fruit you get out of like a double or a quad. Yeah,
3: that's different.
0: That has a uh, an estery yeast character along with the fruit and you don't get that with this because you're not using like a belgian yeast you're using the lacto instead i mean they might toss some belgian yeast in there to help finish it out but i can't pick up any esters from it uh obviously no hot flavor no
3: hop aroma i do get a a little bit of a bitterness
0: but it still has a bit yeah. of sweetness, too, so it's kind it of... It doesn't finish dry. No? no? Like I said, it's got that watery mouthfeel to it. Yeah.
1: Which I like that. I think that makes it more poundable. A little
0: bit of
2: a... Kind of a moderate to moderate low carbonation level,
0: so... Yeah. But, Sawyer, when you when you order an old brune, are you looking for something poundable?
1: Well, no, but I, mean, it's I like okay that it's poundable.
0: Because if I order a sour, I'm looking for something that's going to be a little more tart than what this is. Yeah. I think this is a really good entry-level sour yes for sure
1: something that's going to turn your face inside out because Mm -hmm.
0: it's it's got the character so you can go huh that's interesting but it's not like oh my god it's so (laughs) sour it's amazing you know so if you if you have some and this is pretty widely distributed i see this all over the place yeah um so if if you have a if you like sour beer and you have a friend that is interested in trying a sour that's not going to melt their face then this i think would be a perfect gateway drug
2: I'll give this to Anna one day and see if uh, see how she reacts <laughs> <laughs> she did not like the sour beers we had when we were on our trip
0: <laughs> so BJCP rating it is a commercial example yeah and it's one of those that hits all the checkboxes.
3: Uh, check boxes, and so um,
0: can't there's nothing I would say was wrong with it. Yeah. Uh, besides just the thinness I w- of it. In, in my mouthfeel, I would ding it a little bit. Now, because let me, before I say that, medium to medium full. Okay, so yeah, I would ding it a little bit there because it is so light-bodied. Okay. I would too. And then in the overall impression, I would say it's just kind of lackluster. It's not complex. Yeah, you'd be more on the lifeless scale. Right. Um, as far as intangibles. So I, I, wouldn't, I probably wouldn't hit 40 on it. I'd be like a thirty-eight, maybe.
3: Interesting.
0: I just, okay. I don't, I don't think it's. Yeah, it might check all the boxes, but it's not. I wouldn't say this is a classic example of this style. It's, mm. it's fantastic. Yeah. Had we not known beforehand that this was on the list, now I might be completely wrong. Maybe that's exactly what it's supposed to taste like. I'm, I'm interested to see the other commercial example that we have and see how it compares. True. Then the definition
1: um, of, or the then our definition of mouthfeel is not right.
0: Maybe, maybe this batch just turned out a little bit thinner than what they. Well, it's possible. Because these style guidelines were, you know, made several years ago now.
1: I mean, this mouthfeel reminds me of like uh, uh, the stouts.
0: Like a dry stout? Yeah,
1: like a dry stout yeah. or an Irish stout. kind of, of a know? thinner
0: body than what you would expect a stout mm, to be. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Even on nitro. Hmm.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's just for me, it just leaves something to be desired a little bit. Yeah, and I can't argue with that. With
3: that rating, if if we were judging together, then you would probably talk me down on it. And, I think the flavor profile yeah. is good. It it's is just it's nice. It's just not enough. There's nothing off about it. Like there's no vinegar or or anything that no. you could uh, possibly get with a a sour batch. But it's yeah. It's just it's a little lifeless.
0: Yeah, so I'm gonna say 38 or 39. Okay, and with the caveat to revisit after we have some more. Yeah, I see, see what else here. we're Cause, gonna because if they all end up kind of like this, then, then maybe, I'll be like, okay, maybe I'm wrong, and that's exactly what it's supposed to be. But for yeah. me, I'm just it's it's a good beer. I like it. I'm just not like, oh, this is fantastic. This is a commercial example. Yeah, you know, hmm. I may be wrong. I'm I'm really interested to find out what the others taste like.
2: Well, let's see after we cut over to Sawyer for our Bruise in the News segment. Sawyer. I'm doing what now? Oh, no. wait, no, hold on. We should probably. I have poundability rating.
0: I'm going to jump the gun powers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, well, jerk. we can we can cut that. Or maybe You're just. I'm going to pound the rest of this. I'm I'd
2: afraid. pound the crap out of it. Whoa. Hmm. Nine. Whoa. Yeah, I was
1: going to say ten. Whoa, that's
2: that's high.
0: I I can't go. It's not sour. It's it's not like it's thin. It's watery. It's the flavor profile is uh, meh.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. There's just
3: something wrong about giving a sour beer
0: that high of a poundability rating. I was about it goes against nature. But that's what I've been saying the whole time. It's not that sour. No, it's it's really not. not.
2: Still, it's still got a tart characteristic that.
0: Pushes me at least down to seven point five. It's like this—the difference between a sweet tart and a warhead. Uh, this is sweet tart level tart. I don't, I don't find either to be a nine-pound ability, though. <laughs> I don't know. I just really love sour beers. Oh yeah, I do too. I could pound something that's ten times as sour as this, but I just—this is thin and watery and and not very hmm. strong tartness for me. It's like putting the whole bag of foreheads in your mouth. Yes, foreheads. Well, Chris
3: was talking about something else the other day. It wasn't uh, Warheads. What was it? Oh.
0: I'm a gummy bear. Gummy bear. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it was gummy bears. Oh, jeez.
3: That not hurt my throat. Yeah. Hurt our listeners' ears, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> and probably our subscriber shit. numbers. All right. I'm going to go with... a. Uh, you know what? I'll go with an eight. You talked me up on it. You're welcome. I, I can't... Uh, you just don't want to give it that it's, number. It's but a mental
2: block, right? When you start right?
3: thinking through those things, like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm at a... Okay. I'm, I'm going to stay at 7.5. All right.
2: Well, then, Still Sawyer.
0: all a bunch of higher numbers than what we would expect. I know. Have.
2: I was expecting this to be like an episode of fours, yeah. threes, well, we got, et cetera. We
0: got three more beers to get through, so... Yep. But yeah. first,
2: Sawyer, But I wait, believe, there's more. You have uh, some brews in the news,
1: right? I do have a couple of stories. Okay. First, we're gonna start with Noble Ray. They're announcing European expansion. What? Really? Really? Uh, they say oh, this is from Big. Or I'm sorry, Beer and Big yeah. Looking to expand its research to. I'm sorry. Wow. Not research. Reach. How about that? Looking to expand its reach to overseas markets. Noble Ray Brewing Company of Dallas has announced a partnership with Neodiff. A beverage realita- wow, retailer based in France. Okay. Uh, Noble Ray's can designs were the catalyst in bringing the two companies together. As Neodiff <laughs> took notice of the brewery's distinctive packaging, samples were then requested and shared. Leading- what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Samples were. God dang it. Thank you. Hey,
2: Chris, you're going to France. You hear that? Yes.
1: (laughs) And then you're going to be sold.
3: You and your wife have to go together.
1: Samples were then requested and shared, leading to an agreement giving the French company exclusive rights to produce, package, and sell noble Ray's beers in France and potentially other locations through Europe. Uh, Ahead of the launch, founders Chris and Kendra Riglow were joined by head brewer Tommy Miller as they toured potential contract breweries in France and Belgium with Neodiff's managing director Gildas Hayes. Mm. The trip was undertaken in order to choose which facilities would be the best fit for production. Two Noble Ray recipes, Vertigo, a double IPA, and Sex in a Canoe, an American Light Lager, were chosen for the first wave of production, which began at the end of 2017. Both both beers have been specifically reformulated for the European market by Miller, uh, with the first cans expected to hit shelves at the end of February. As for where to get them, France's largest chain store, Carefor, I guess I'm pronouncing that right, will carry Noble Ray products exclusively at the start.
2: Interesting. Yeah. I have
3: never had a Noble Ray beer. <clears throat> They're pretty good. Pretty good. There's a lot of things that confuse me about this story. Kay. Okay. Okay. So, one, I would not have expected that to be the brewery that's going to expand internationally. Yeah. Out of, you know, even out of just the DFW selections.
1: If anything, you would have thought it would be RAR.
3: Yeah, there's a lot other ones like uh, RAR. Revolver, I would have guessed. Revolver, St. Arnold, mm-hmm. um, all of these. I would expect Carbock. to see. The ones that have been around
2: for a lot uh, longer. And, yeah. s- and a couple that have been bought by the AB and Bev, Miller yeah. Chorus groups. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
3: And also from a brewery that just a few weeks ago we talked about on this podcast said that if it was a fire sprinkler they had to add to their system that they would shut down because they didn't have the capital. And then a few well, weeks yeah, later, they're spending all the money on this. They, yeah, this started at yeah. the end of
0: last year. Yeah, they said 2017. Yeah, the so end that, of 2017. this has been in the this has been in the works for a while. Mm-hmm. So maybe hmm. that's where all their money is going right now, and that's why they couldn't afford the yeah. sprinkler. Couldn't. I don't know.
1: So.
2: but i agree i think i think i would have expected probably about five different dFW breweries at least yeah. to be the one that yeah i mean, what about, maybe,
0: this? maybe they are struggling and they thought going to yes. europe and, and you know d- going international might help their sales i mean what about
1: audacity no i'm kidding
0: <laughs> oh rest in peace
1: yeah they're they're done that's another story for another time
0: though. I mean, all these breweries just popped up out of nowhere. I mean, think about even five years ago, how many but in the last five years, how many of these breweries have opened up? There have been quite and a it's, few. It's a lot. I it's, mean it's even I mean,
3: rabbit hole. I mean the vast majority have opened up in the last five years. Yeah, it's just the yeah. whole market
0: just absolutely exploded and then there was an oversaturation and now
2: You're starting to see that a little bit of that recession. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like when they when you saw a Starbucks in every corner, and then they realized, oh, we opened up too many stores, and then uh-huh. they started closing them.
2: That'll be an interesting question, <laughs> you know, maybe to ask the strange union guys. Like, how do you guys expect to compete in such a, you know, varied and diverse and you know prominent market? That's especially interesting...
0: opening up in Fort Worth. Yeah, yeah. if they opened up in a, a town that didn't have one, like you know Mansfield just got their first one. Yeah, Grand Prairie. They probably do better, yeah. Well, I mean, any Arlington would, has two.
1: Yeah, but that, no, there's nothing in South Arlington. A lot of people don't go up to North Arlington or Central Arlington very
0: often. Well, I mean, South Arlington closer to the Mansfield area. But granted, to get to dirty jobs, you have to go like further into Mansfield to downtown, which is a further trek south. Yeah, but it,
1: it's it's a pretty cool spot. Yeah, so I'm an just old
0: downtown. I'm, you know, and you you'd have to think that. Um the retail space and the amount of money it costs to maintain yeah. a space in Fort Worth would be a lot more. Oh sure.
3: Yeah. yeah between rent
0: and taxes and all that other kind of stuff. So yeah. I don't know. It's it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's or,
3: interesting that they're pushing into France too, which is right. not when I think it's, of European beer countries, France isn't really uh <laughs> top of my list. I'm gonna be honest, you've got yeah. you've got England, you've got
2: Germany, Belgium, um, you know, Ireland, Scotland would be just areas mm-hmm. that I would more associate with beer. Or than,
0: they've already got the beer market cornered over in, uh, yeah, maybe this in is, those Yeah, maybe this those is their countries. only way
1: into the European market, so, you know. It's
2: just an interesting decision, and we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. yeah. We need to get those Good guys on. Yeah. yeah,
1: All right, we're going to close it off with something kind of funny. Okay. Um, these nine people who are way drunker than you right now okay (laughs) the first one we may not get through all of these Uh, number one this woman who tried to wear a cheeseburger as a shoe
2: (laughs) kind of like taco ID guy right
1: actually that's one of them that made the list (laughs) we're getting there (laughs) sometimes your carnal urges just take over especially when you're in the romantic setting of Loganville Georgia Oh, a Waffle House parking lot. That's
2: <laughs> not surprising. Yeah. Explains a lot.
1: This lovely couple was making boom boom in the car earlier this year when police busted them. Loganville authorities said the woman was so drunk that she tried to put a cheeseburger on her foot like a sandal. <laughs> we we really wonder how she attempted that. Did she stick her foot between the bun and the, and the patty? Also, is that the kind of information that police usually include in their reports? Who knows? Number two...
3: Making Boom Boom is going to be a drop Actually. from now on. Thank you for saying that. You're welcome.
1: <laughs> Let's skip to the one Powers just brought up. Number three, this man who used a taco as his ID. <clears throat> Matthew Faulkner managed to pay the cashier and get his tacos on the night... On one, on, wow. One, I guess it should say one night. Uh, get his tacos one night in 2011. But that's when he, uh, the fun seemed to stop for the man from Jensen Beach, Florida. After passing out in his car while in the drive through line at Taco Bell... Cops approached Faulkner's car after the engine caught on fire. Whoa! Dang. When authorities asked for his ID, the Miami New, New Times reports that he reached into his bag and emerged with the taco. <laughs> when an officer noted that they asked for his ID, not his taco, <laughs> <laughs> Faulkner responded by laughing and taking a bite out of his dinner. Classy. Okay. Oh, man. Let's see. Let's do one. More. <laughs> Number six, this person who thought it was a good idea to drive a motorized shopping cart drunk. Ooh. <laughs> another day, another weird Florida drunk story. It seems like a lot of these guys come out of Florida. Well, the
2: reason for that is just because, um, you know, ev- every government document in Florida because of sunshine laws is so available that the press can request anything and they have to give it to you so like there's (laughs) the public records in Florida are so much more comprehensive so that's why we get so much more good news out of there.
1: God well all right. Timothy Carr a resident of Brooksville Florida decided to go for a joyride around a Walmart and a motorized shopping cart in 2011 (laughs) as he rode around the store he knocked down items from shelves causing them to break. Oh and he did all this with a beer in his hand (laughs) that he'd stolen off the shelf. Classy Yes. So, that's your bruising in the (laughs) news. Want to
2: sit? (laughs) Well, thank you. You're welcome. All right, let's move on to our next beer. All right, well, our next beer out of Odell Brewing Company is going to be the Meddler Ode Brewing Ale. Is this like the Riddler? No, the Meddler. Oh, okay. No, not not quite the Riddler. We're not talking about Batman villains. Uh, Batman. Metal (laughs) (laughs) kiss. Uh, this My cousin, the middle. <laughs> <laughs> this one rings in at 8.6% alcohol by volume. A little bit heavier than the last one. And really, you know, a little bit higher than the style guidelines. Outside right? range, yes. Yeah, so that's that's going to be interesting. Um, You know, comes in a corked and capped bottle. Uh, corked, corked and, and caged. <laughs> I said corked and capped because of the uh, Libertine one that I was... Yeah. Right. Corked and capped about last week. More oval team,
1: please.
2: <laughs> uh, corked and caged. Uh, this one, uh, we have a blurb on the side. So let's go ahead and read that real quick. Blurb. A resurrected style from the Flemish region of Belgium. The meddler, Ode Bruin, is a crafty concoction comprised of several generations of brown ales, barrel aged and blended. Wild yeasts and lactobacillus meddle with the brew. Yeah, they did that in italics just to <laughs> it's the name. Oh jeez. <laughs> with the brew for over 18 months creating complexity <laughs> creating complexity and depth of flavor. Hints of multi-sweet chocolate and vanilla toy with a hauntingly sour finish. Intricate yet balanced, the meddler will leave you craving more of this mysterious brew. The end.
0: All right. Yeah. Well, let's get into it.
2: This one's uh, not quite as clear. I I'm not going to be able to handle this.
0: I have lots of floaties. Don't and talk to me about floaties. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like opaque, muddy, dirty looking. Yeah. Yep. I can't see through this one. Nope.
2: Definitely. Yeah. You can get a little bit of light through. Just brown. Just the, brown. <laughs> just the like, bottom edge where the, where the glass is thin, but everything else is just
3: brown. Hey, Powers, can you brown. just like
1: turn the bottle a little bit that way it's a nice tan thanks
3: tan head
0: that persists actually
3: yeah a little foamier than the last one but similar in color head Hmm. much different aroma
0: it's a lot softer actually yeah
1: you know what this smells like jack daniels
0: (laughs) what like the first well that's the oak
3: that's cutting through
0: Yeah, Yeah. that's why. So this one has oak also. Yeah, and it's much more prominent in this than Mm -hmm. in the previous. Which is strange because the style guidelines said no
3: oak. I'm pretty sure mine is aged in oak as well, the example (laughs) I brought today.
0: That's just, because you would expect, because sour beers are aged in oak. That's where they get their sour character from most of the time. Yeah. But then this one says no, which surprised me because I thought it was. And then now, both of the examples we've had, one of them a commercial example, aged in oak. Allegedly. Now, I'm picking up some slight tartness in the aroma, but it's not its not over the top. No, not at all. No. But more so than the last one. More sour in the aroma, anyway. I actually picked up more tartness in the aroma on the Petrus. Really? Yeah, because this one, like I said, this one's like real tame. The aroma is a lot more subdued to me.
2: Now, I am going to split the difference between you both and say I smell both.
0: <laughs> okay. That's right. But I, I've already tasted it, okay. and the taste is the opposite. I'm just... The aroma is more subdued for me, and it might be because this one's colder than the Petrus was. Right. Because nice the Petrus point. was a little bit warmer. But I'm not getting as much aroma out of this one. I do get some fruity character out of this one. Which is... Are you yeah. talking about taste now? No, just in the oh, smell okay. still. But I do think the oak kind of takes the forefront. Yes. Have y'all tasted it? Welcome we to
4: the podcast. Are we not the
0: tasting part yet? I would,
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like this beer.
0: Might be because you have half of the cake in the bottom of your drink. <laughs> well, I haven't gotten to that part
1: yet, but it it tastes too much like Jack Daniels. I, I really don't feel like drinking whiskey again. Really? Yeah. yeah.
0: It, in the flavor, I guess we can just move on to the flavor now. It does have a very, very strong oak mm-hmm. character. I've never tried to taste wood. So yeah. I understand where he's coming from with the Jack Daniels thing, but I still get some of the dark fruit. The chocolate and vanilla come chocolate. through also. Chocolate yeah, was what I was going to say, for sure. And I don't really know that I've had sour chocolate. I've had dark chocolate. Some people say that's kind of bitter. But i would never had sour chocolate, so I can't make a reference for that. Yet again, just like the last one, the sourness
3: is not nearly what I was expecting it no. to be. It's, right. it's there, but then it's quickly gone again, and mm-hmm. it's it's not puckering not by at any all. means. Um, you feel the alcohol warmth towards the end, well into the finish. But, uh, yeah, that, that I guess that's been the biggest surprise between these last two. Was the level of sourness and how it's perceived. Yeah. Say so we've got a much fuller body, at least medium yeah.
2: body here. Yeah, Did I'd, you say I'd folder? I don't know what I said. Folgers?
1: <laughs> it sounded like you said folder instead of fuller. Um I, I would
0: say I would say the mouthfeel on this one is more within the guidelines than the petrus. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Uh the flavor also. Except for the oak. Because nowhere in the guidelines does it say anything about oak. Yeah, that's true. Travis, how much wood did you get in your mouth? That's actually
3: one thing that I'm getting a lot of. (laughs) A lot.
0: Sawyer agrees.
1: You're welcome. Uh,
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh, I mean, it says very plainly here in the history, while Flanders red beers are aged in oak, the brown beers are warm-aged in stainless steel, period.
1: Then it's... it's it.
0: Now, Frado no. would be the first one to say commercial brewers don't care about the guidelines. Nope. However, the argument still stands that we use it as a reference. Yeah. yeah that's
3: surprising because they wouldn't put it in there if it didn't have some merit.
0: Yeah, and that was in the historical section of yeah. the BJCP. So historically, old brews are not aged in oak. Yeah, and the fact that they distinguish
3: between the two that one is oak and the other one is not. There's got to be some ground for
0: that somewhere. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. And, Travis, you said you're pretty sure yours is oak also. Yes. I'm not sure about mine. I guess we'll find out. But this one, this one is strong oak with some hints of chocolate and a light tartness. Yeah, light tartness. Just to sum it up. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm getting.
2: A little bit of a drier finish than the last one. Not quite as sweet as the last one, I'd say. Um,
0: I would agree. Yeah. It also doesn't have that thin, watery mm-hmm. mouthfeel. Exactly. Which I think helps with the finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Hmm.
3: I guess it just goes to show that this is a style that I didn't know very well. I'm not very familiar with. And even being BJCP certified, there's still a lot of stuff that, yeah. i'm not good at it or i'm still learning and this is one of those styles that i haven't had much yeah. you know much dealings with
0: i guess i knew that this wasn't going to be as tart as the flanders right okay. i knew that going into it what i i didn't know was the oak thing which is still proving to be an issue <laughs> <laughs> so that's i don't know it's interesting
2: yeah
1: interesting
0: Yep, And it just, you know, the, the other part of that, too, the difference between this and the Flanders is you would um, expect the Flanders red, which we know has a high fruit content, going to a brown, brown. you would expect more malt character, mm-hmm. which we're getting some of that with the chocolate notes and, and all of that and some of the dark fruit, but it's not like the bright fruit character that you get out of the Flanders red. So I guess that's another difference between the two. That's true. And that's been noticeable between these. A a big difference
3: between the two styles. Yeah.
0: So BJCP rating on this one. I spoke first on the last one, so you're up, Travis. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
3: since the guidelines do not mention anything about oak, then you have to ding it big time on that character in Aroma and Flavor. Yeah, uh, if you enter this as a a like a wood aged special or a, a sour wood or something. Yeah, there's another category for that. One of those that that this would follow the text better. Um, then it would probably do a lot better. That being said, I like this a lot better than the the previous one. Yeah, uh, but it's just that I mean semantics following. What's written on the page has to be what's in the glass to get a score based on their their system. I mean, so this would. I feel bad dinging it, but I guess you have to.
0: It'd probably be a thirty-two because that character. Yeah, I was thinking 34, 35, So, but similar. it's really good. I like this a yeah, lot more it is,
3: than the Petra. Yeah,
0: it is. It's more complex. There's more things happening, which I think the oak plays a big part of that. Sure. However, focusing back on BJCP it's not it's not right
3: (laughs) right okay now now that's gonna bug me Okay. (laughs) okay I guess I'm gonna have to go home and research it more later like google about the oak and the style because for them to leave that out of the guidelines completely and some of the the best examples that we've had have been very much oak
0: yeah well and it's interesting too they didn't say one way or the other they didn't say yes oak or no oak present but the only place that they mentioned it was in the historical so maybe they're saying historically speaking there's not oak but they never said in the guidelines that it shouldn't be there which usually they would do
3: and historically
0: everything was aged in oak. Right. So I don't see They didn't have stainless steel casks back in, you know, the fourteen hundreds. No. <laughs> it's a- so weird. Yeah, so it's kind of, it is a little bit strange. What we know historically is kind of conflicting with what's in the guidelines. So I I guess we can't really ding it too much for the oak character because Yeah. I, because I mean, at, at
3: the same time it doesn't say cannot have oak right, character. Exactly. It just doesn't say it can.
0: Um so um by that you could bump your score up. Yeah, this one would be a forty quite if, a bit. if we if we ignore the oak dilemma that we're in right now.
2: I mean, I, I thought that just based on the guidelines it did better than the Petrus. Yes. Yes, I would agree wholeheartedly uh-huh. there. Yeah. yeah.
0: It has more of the tart notes. It has more of the malty notes. We're getting more chocolate here. Mm-hmm. But the oak and the vanilla <laughs> character makes it more complex.
2: And let me tell you, like, even though it's it's got a couple percentage points higher on alcohol by volume, it's, you know, it's not nearly as apparent as you would think it would yeah. be. It's got some warming on the finish, but it's not as well, apparent. Well, see,
0: I, I didn't say anything earlier when Travis brought that up, but I'm not getting the warming. Right. I think it's very smooth. It hides the eight-point... Five, is that right? 8.6, yeah. 8.6, very well. I get a little warming, but it's at the very end. I think it kind of mixed in with the sweetness notes. It hides it pretty well. Well,
1: I do agree with that, but I mean, I still feel
0: it. Yeah. So. I like this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm yeah. going to
3: push my BJCP rating up to a 38. Yeah. That's so, what I'm saying. If
0: we ignore the oak thing, I'd go up to 40. Yeah. So what's your pounder 7. 7.
3: Let's assume that they claimed oak, and then it's like a forty-five. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did. So, what's your pound poundability? Old brewing, aged in oak.
1: I'm going to say five.
3: Yeah, a lot more going on in this that makes it more difficult to pound. Still great. I'd go along with a five.
0: I had a feeling my poundability ratings were going to be higher than y'all's today.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can. I can go to five point
3: five on this. All
0: right. Cool.
3: By the way, if you are curious about poundability, you can now go to our website, brewstyles.com, and click on the About tab, and you can read all about the poundability (laughs) rating and where it came from, how it came to be, and educate yourself. Wait, Chris, what
0: was your poundability again? Seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. All right, what's next?
3: Well, next we're going to move on to another beer that's Agent Oak because all of these beers obviously should be (sighs) or are. Regardless of what the BJCP guidelines the say. The BJCP. And this is one that I have had before, but it was years ago before I really understood what sour beers were and whatnot. Please tell me you have an old review on this one. I probably do. Actually, I have Rape Beer pulled up. i need to look that up. But uh, this is from Deschutes, and it is called The Dissident. Their 2017 reserve, it comes in a a 22-ounce bomber. It was capped and wax sealed. Fancy. It's quite nice. It says, ale brewed with cherries aged in oak. Uh, it's 10.5%. Mm. Bottled on August 28th of last year, 2017. <clears throat> and uh, oh. on the bottle, it says, fermented with wild yeast. We have to isolate this brew so as to not influence the others. Otherwise, we might just have anarchy on our hands. Here's to solitary <laughs> confinement. And Shared Exploration. And Rape Beer has a huge commercial description about it, but I won't go through and read that one. Mm.
0: This beer is so good.
3: Oh, I actually like this one. I rated it on December 21st, t- 2009. Bottle courtesy of Third Eye 11. Who's that? He's the guy that runs or has created uh, Texas Big Beer Festival. Big Beer yeah. Fest.
0: Big Texas? Big, Big Texas, Texas Beer Fest. There we go.
3: <laughs> all the words in there somewhere, you just got to put in the right order. Yeah. Was
0: this one of those nights that you were doing those tastings at some guy's house? It appears that way. Yeah. Yeah. Hazy orange
3: color, gentle sour aroma, fair amount of cologne. Ooh. Cologne. A nice smell. Flavor of tart full. <laughs> what kind of cologne do you wear? <laughs> strawberry finishings, an interesting taste in the sour. Would probably age well. <laughs> I wear a ghost face. Just kill a... I gave it a 3.9 <laughs> 10 years ago. All right. Yeah. But yes, this one is, it, it noted on the bottle, that's aged on cherries in oak. All right. So those are some things that the other ones did not.
0: I agree with your orange hue comment. Oh, orange yeah. hue, just a little I, bit. I thought it
1: wasn't Hugh's <Hughes> fault.
0: <laughs> Mine's pretty, pretty clear. Very clear, yeah. 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 I don't know why they would call this an ode brune. It's not brown. Yeah. And it's not an ode to is, anything. It is orange.
3: But it does say that... Okay, so they're a commercial description. Fermented for more than 18 months in isolation from the rest of the beers. The dissident is a distinctive Old Bruin Flanders-style brown ale. So that's the first thing they say.
0: Appearance, dark reddish-brown to brown in color.
3: This is not... I mean, it's orange. <laughs> it's reddish. Yeah. It's it's
0: red-orange. Red-orange! Red. <laughs> there you go. So, I, so already it would be a little bit off in the color. Based on the aroma...
1: I would say that this is not compared to Jack Daniels.
2: It's very
0: dark cherry aroma. Yes. I'm still getting some oak, but it's not as strong as, as the last a, one. As in the meddler, yeah. Yeah, the, the
1: the the cherry
3: aroma just stings the
0: nostrils. Yeah, the, the dark cherry is definitely there. Or tart cherry, I guess it would be. They claim bretonomyces mm.
3: in the description. Do they? And that's the only I could, strain I yeah, see. Yeah, right I, I can see that. I could too. It's it which, does have a little funkiness to it. Mm-hmm. Does not.
0: Yeah. It, but it is, it's not it's not a standard Brett funk like you would expect. Huh. No. Um. It is. It is a little bit dirty. It's not as sharp as you would get from a, a lactobacillus. How dirty is it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's like socks and Old Spice.
2: <laughs> oh goodness! Uh, was it a mead? Is that is that what our cologne supposed to be? I think so. <laughs> you get old spice cologne, and then socks
3: the funk from the. I don't you know, understand Evondus your cologne, cologne
0: comment. I don't. I don't pick that up.
1: I think it's, it's because a, it kind of stings the
0: nostrils on the aroma. Yeah. yeah. Could be looking into Maybe my mind in two
3: thousand nine. Who knows?
0: Actually, I think was back. I was thinking because you were just talking about that, and I, I thought mead, and I took another sip of, or I mean, a, a sniff of it, like a really deep. I, I took my glasses off and got really deep in there <laughs> and I'm getting a, a sweetness like we got from our meads a couple weeks ago yeah I think so yeah not to, not to say there's honey in here but it's got that same kind of sweet aroma
2: mm-hmm. and there's there, there's nowhere near as much tartness the tartness comes from the cherry if anything like that's what I'm getting if there's anything kind of tart about this beer
0: yeah because Brett's not going to be As tart. That's right. So, it would have to come from from the cherry. Which, to think about it, if you age an oak, you're more likely to get brett. Possibly. Yeah. See, I... Brett comes in a lot of places, not just oak. Well, I know, but I'm saying, like, as opposed to lacto. In my mind, brett is the more wild... Like, if if my... my, uh, Plastic fermenter I have out there that I set underneath the bush outside. I have a, a strong feeling that's going to be Brett. It's not going to be <laughs> yes, Bush. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Powers is going to sell that bush. a key. That's <laughs> oh, going to be Brett. It's not going to be lacto. I I don't. I just think that when you think when I think wild yeast, I think Brett. I'm not sure where lacto comes from. I mean, anything- I mean, I know it's a quote unquote wild yeast, but. I don't care about milk sugar. I care about
1: milk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. I haven't heard that one yet. That was a new one. Yeah, because that one you think, was new. Is it stone that has the open fermenters? Uh, lots of people do. Jester King does. Jester, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Jester King. The rafter thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Um, all of their beers are, are not lacto. They're brett. So, for me, mm-hmm. wild, like, random crap dropping into your beer to ferment it, that's brett. That's the way that I see it in my head. I could agree with that. Cool. This has that same kind of wild brett background tartness. It's not like a lacto-sharp tartness. It's a a softer, weirder <laughs> mm. sourness note. My first sip
3: had a little bit of a pucker to it, though yeah me too just touch just touch yeah
2: it's um it's not as aggressively bland as the commercial suicide
0: was
2: (laughs) and that's what I've come to expect from Brett Beers Um, the commercial suicide yeah the commercial suicide (laughs) sorry did I say commercial example
0: no you said commercial suicide I was just like okay I think this is is my favorite of the three so far mm-hmm yeah,
1: me too. Definitely, By far.
0: It, the oak was too strong in the last one. This one has the complexity, and there's, it's got the tartness. It's got some funk to it. It's got the cherry. It's got a hint of oak. It's more complex.
3: Yeah, I agree with complex, because it's taken me several sips, and each sip has had a different thing that has uh, been highlighted. Like, the first one was, was the uh, immediate sourness, but then... The second one I didn't get much sourness at all. It was, you know, other flavors. And then the the Brett flavor, um, the Brett character is certainly one of those that's in the background on most beers that has Brett Myces, but um it's it takes several sips to really get really grasp the flavor that it
0: provides. Have you let it sit on the tongue yet? Try that, it changes a little bit too. Did you at least get a whiff of it, Sawyer?
1: That was a long time ago. <laughs> yes, I did, and it was fantastic. Mm. Notice I made the comment that it didn't smell like Jack Daniels.
0: <laughs> I guess some warmth in this one too. Now it's funny that you bring that up after I say let it sit on your tongue, because when I just drink it, I don't. Yeah, <clears throat> but when you let it sit there for a second, then you get the alcohol. But here's the thing on the because um... it's what like ten. 10.5. Yeah, it's yeah. 10.5. I would not peg this as a 10.5% beer. Not by just any stretch. Just it. drinking it. It hides it extremely well. Mm. But when you let it sit there for a second, then the alcohol just kind of permeates in your mouth.
2: So on the meddler, I was, when I would let that sit on my tongue, i discover more of the malt character. That is not so with this one. I'm not getting much of the malt character at all in this beer. This is yeah. pretty much just cherry and um, some of that of tartness that you're that you're getting from the from the fermentation
0: what about your oak perception on this one
2: i not nearly as much as the medler. uh my oak
0: perception can let me you still more. pick it up though and is it woody or is it vanilla
2: i could catch a little bit of a partnering with the cherries on the vanilla characteristic not much not unless i'm thinking about
3: it so yeah that's that's where i'm at with that one yeah, and by that token, I would not call this an, an old Bruin because it's it's not malt focused, not malt forward. Yep, uh, doesn't have the 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 blend that we saw in the previous two. I'd also say that the mouthfeel
2: on this one is closer to the Petrus than it was to the Medler. I'd say it's probably it's a little, a little lighter. bit lighter, maybe medium low.
0: I'd say. Just to redirect a little bit, because I see where you're going with that, Travis. On the BJCP flavor, the very first line says malty with fruity complexity and typically some caramel character." Mm. So it's not saying malt forward, <coughs> but it's a major part of the of the yeah. style. Yeah, but still, the fruit complexity is what adds the the different depths to it. I get that. So I'm not I'm not saying that I'm not getting any malt. Because I do get some kind of multi sweetness, but I think the fruit, the cherries, and they did claim on the bottle aged with cherries, yes, and oak. So you're going to get a little bit more cherry than you normally would, but I think the base, the base beer, is 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 on point. I I really like this one. Yeah. I, I when I th- when I think Ode Bruin, yeah, this got a little bit more fruit than what I would expect, but they claimed it on the on the label and says with cherries. So you're gonna expect a little bit more. Hell, even the wax seal is a is a, a black cherry color. <laughs> Which I would expect to be on purpose. Good eye. But I just I, I really like this one. It has the complexity. It's not overly tart. It's not anywhere near a Flanders red as far as tartness or, or fruit level. But I think the mix between the cherry, the oak, and the brett really rounds this out and makes it complex. And I'm not picking up 10.5%.
2: I would, I would come nowhere near medium low to medium high malt character on this one, though. No. I would come nowhere near that. And that's, that, that is a core characteristic of the flavor on this style. But what I'm saying is they claimed cherries and oak. They claim cherries and oak, but they still have to fit the style. They still have to have medium low to medium high malt character, but That's the cherry not would
0: that. the cherry would cover some of that malt character a little bit because fruit's going to come across more. Sure, but you should be able to get some caramel yeah. or toffee. I still or get some malt. I still chocolate. get some malt sweetness though.
3: That's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm not not in the levels that I would think is comparable to the style. The other two had a very very well present uh, well presented base of those dark darker malts which is what separates this from the Flanders red and the one we have right now while it is very tasty i don't think uh typifies is that a word yeah no that's that's fine okay. <laughs> that's fine yeah <laughs> I, I don't i don't think it typifies a, a beer of this style because it lacks the what I would consider a malt complexity sure it has like great fruit complexity and the oak interplays really well Mm -hmm. the alcohol is hidden so many good things but yeah it's just the malt side of things that I'm not in agreement with as per this style yeah it's
2: it's very good I I don't mean to say it's not very good but I don't think that we're going to be able to go as high on BJCP as even the meddler would have I'd say
3: but that's just me. Yeah, and this just has more of an American feel to it. Put it in the uh, American wild ale, brett beer category. That it would probably score very well on. Yeah, claim cherries and oak, and my gosh, this would this would be incredible. Yeah. But I, I don't think it is quite to the level of the historical, odd-brewing, Belgian-European well, sour ale. Well, on
0: that note, it, none of these would because they're all on oak. Just saying. But historically, they're all <laughs> in oak, regardless of what I know, but that's what I'm saying, a page. Like, a, a, according, if, if we're going to come back to BJCP, well, yeah. none of these would be considered Ode Bruins because they're all in oak instead of the stainless steel. True. So,
2: But, I mean, I, I, I still stand here where, comparatively speaking, on BJCP alone, Medler would score higher than
0: Dissident, I would say. I think so. If I got this beer across my table and the score sheet or the entry sheet said, Ode Bruin aged in oak with cherry. If they claimed all that like they did on this label, I would score it very high, like 38. I'm not going to go in the 40 plus range but I would, this would be up there with the Petrus, which is a commercial example, I'll remind you. <laughs> this would be right there which with it. Which still
2: had some toasty malt character.
0: Right.
3: And that's where but they
0: didn't claim any additional fruit. This one yeah. did. Yeah. So you're going to get the additional fruit character. Appearance is off on it. Yeah, points off on that. Too. But I, I think it's a well-round, very complex, and I keep coming back to complex, because like I yeah. said, the, the cheap examples and I'm thinking like homebrew side here, the cheap examples are not going to be complex. It's going to be very simple. Yeah, you get some tartness, but there's not... It's like, okay, here's a here's a decent beer. I'm going to pour some lactic acid in it to make it tart. This one has a, a bigger complexity, to, which is very difficult to do. You're
3: absolutely right. Yeah, Complexity is something that you can't fake. Right. And so when that comes through, it needs to
0: be given a little more credence than... And Uh, that's why I would rate this one higher because it is complex. It has all those different things and they meld together very well. I feel you on that. So I'd be right there like 38, 39, right there with the Petrus. And the more we drink, the less I think of the Petrus (laughs) because it wasn't.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: That's just me. BJCP. That's just me. I could be completely wrong. But that's just me.
3: Yeah. the uh, Knowing that the Petrus was a commercial example and that was the first one, it's becoming more and more faint in your mind. Um, yeah. Luckily, we have one more commercial example, too. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see how that compares. I like this a lot. This yeah, is, same here. This is probably my favorite of the day. Yeah, me too. Which yep. Which is tough to say because the meddler was very good, too. Yeah. I'm, was, I'm,
2: yeah. I'm actually going to put the meddler on top of the dissident. Like, I'm going to be the one who... Who, who puts this one on top You're going to be one. the dissident? Yeah, I'll be the dissident. <laughs> By putting the dissident second. <laughs> By putting second. the dissident second, yes. <laughs> um, but both of those beers
0: were phenomenal. Like So, Travis, you didn't give a, a BJCP for dissident.
3: I'd have to put it at a 37, right at the top of the very good but not quite excellent, mm-hmm. just because of the color discrepancies. Um, Too and orange? The, and, well, yeah, that and the lack like of the dark malt presence with caramel molasses any of that chocolate um so yeah i just have to put it right there it's it's so good but because of the the slight discrepancy in what's written on the page and what's in the glass right i have to I have to put it there
2: you guys are within two points there so that's perfectly fine
1: yeah yeah that's good poundability yeah <laughs> Ooh, this one's gonna be lower. This one's
2: weird because it's ten point five percent. This is probably going to be the most uh, most high poundability the to alcohol by volume high. ratio. <laughs> the highest al- uh, poundability to alcohol by volume ratio I've ever given. You
1: get the best words.
2: because normally something that's ten point five percent is just by default gonna Should be somewhere be dis- around three or four, right? Sure. This one's gonna be a six point five for me at Woo! least. Yeah, maybe even a seven. You could talk me up to seven.
0: Well, I was going to go down to six on this one. Oh, That's kind of strange to say on a sour. I'm going to go down to six on this one <laughs> uh, just because it is so complex and the flavors are so rich. It's not like right. a multi-richness, but there's it's a rich flavor profile. So the, the mouthfeel for me, and I didn't really talk about this before, I would say medium to high because it's kind of syrupy and creamy. More so than the other two. So it would be harder for me to pound.
1: I agree with what Sample just said completely, which is why I'm going down to a four.
3: <laughs> yeah, we said five in the last one. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to stay at a five on this one. No, I'm going to go up to a six. But oh, but that non- take long. But none of us
2: cited alcohol warmth as a, as a reason for, exactly yep. for poundability
3: coming yeah. down and that's commendable yeah that's really I, good
0: yeah if you handed me this i would say oh this is like a six and a half maybe a seven percent beer yeah not ten and a half yeah this like that's 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 incredible yeah
2: no this is this is a feat i'd say a it's, feat of it tastes like brewing feet. no <laughs> yes it's like socks and old spice it is a <laughs> it's a feat in brewing i'd say this is all right. It's good. Good job.
0: They shoot. All right. What's next? One more commercial example. Okay. Well, the last one we're going to do is another commercial example, one that I brought. This is the Vanderginste Flanders Sour Ale Red Brown.
1: Red Brown? This is the red brown.
0: Now, there's a reason I picked this one up because it's red brown. No. <laughs> Aside from it being a commercial example, it is made by the same brewery as Ich spreche Deutsch Jakobins <laughs> Oh Früllen Stark hier. Okay <laughs> Who
1: is that? I've always wondered that one That's me That's
0: yeah. you? Früllen that Stark here s- That doesn't even sound like you Because I'm in my German accent Uh oh So this is made by Browery Omar Vanderginste. I guess that's his name Vander Ginste His first reason name is
3: Browery. Oh <laughs> Good luck getting to first Omar. grade
0: with it Omar van der Ginste. So this is the van der Ginste Flanders Sour Ale Red Brown. Uh, the blurb on the neck label says, A traditionally brewed Flemish Red Brown Sour is blended with 18-month-old Fodor beer to create this tart, refreshing, medium-bodied benchmark ale. Reddish amber with a tan head. Hints of tart fruit dominate the nose. The palette has apple and raisiny fruit notes. And the label is interesting. It's a light blue with a white uh, border. And it has two guys that are, you know, clinking their glasses together, drinking some beer. Nothing like sitting
3: around a couple guys getting pounded. There you go.
2: Two disembodied heads and disembodied hands holding
3: beer. It's kind of weird. (laughs) so just based on the appearance i have high hopes for this beer it's
1: kind of actually it's pretty clear yeah it's it's pretty clear once you hold it up to the light if you don't hold it up to the light it looks like it's pretty muddy
0: it's a dark brown with some reddish kind of highlights yeah
1: the aroma is oh god i was about to say (sighs) aroma is (laughs) thank
2: you (laughs) Much more muted on the aroma than the last two.
3: I want my ringtone to be that when you call me.
4: And I'll
3: put it in audacity and I'll keep getting higher pitch.
0: Okay, sorry. Continue. (laughs) I'm getting a lot of fruit notes in the aroma. I don't know if I necessarily pick up apple like they say on the, the neck label. Uh,
3: maybe a little.
0: Interesting. I, know, little. I smell no oak whatsoever. And I don't either. Nothing on the label anywhere says anything about oak. And know what I do smell? Hackershore. Oh, you know gosh. what this kind of smells like to me? Chips? Chips? The-
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the aroma is very similar. I can see where you're coming from. Because it's, it has a multi aroma. Yeah, I don't get much yeah. sourness in the aroma. No, I mean, a little bit of fruitiness, but no. but it's pretty straightforward comparatively
0: speaking. Yeah. No. Uh oh.
3: Oh
1: no.
0: I just read the untapped details for this beer. Are there Uh-oh. funny pictures? We haven't been doing that. The main ingredients of our Vanderginste Ode Bruin are malted barley. Is it barley, bad that I, like oh, malted barley, wheat, hops, water, and caramelized malts? Period. Okay, we're good so far. Okay, these are used to brew a top fermented beer, so ale. Blending this beer with lambic beer aged in oak. <laughs> For 18 months, results in the specific West Flanders brown beer. Okay. Its typical flavor is characterized by a well-balanced, huh. hardly noticeable sourness. This first flavor impression is soon followed by a second pleasant discovery, a slight bitterness followed by a hint of sweetness.
1: I don't get the oak.
0: I don't either, which is why I was really surprised to read that in the description. Now, that's the description on untapped. I don't know where they get the information from, but if it's there, I would imagine if the breweries claimed that, then they post their own thing like like you're able to do but that would make four out of four beers today two of which were commercial examples
3: were have been uh, claimed as having oak and some right. of them coming through very clearly some of them not so much so there is definitely some some explaining to do bjcp yeah, yeah this is I'm uh, a little confused there let's boycott them Boycott the beige
0: I say pay. Yeah, yep. You must be crazy. So no <laughs> <laughs> The dissident was very complex. Yeah. This one is not so much. It's simple. But I think it is the best representation of the style that we've had today. Yes. The multi backbone is there. It's sweet. And it's tart. So, like the, the guidelines said, sweet and sour. Mm-hmm. We get some fruit. Not picking up any oak. Right. The alcohol is not... I don't think it's... I didn't, it's not on the label. Oh. Let me look what the be no, it's, says. No, it's there. It's 55 5.5, yeah. So, it's... I mean, it it... This one checks all the boxes. It truly does.
1: I would like to change my statement from earlier. I think that this is my favorite. I would agree. Because it's it's really simple. It you can you can taste most just about everything. And honestly I think this one's more poundable. Now, I know, I know. <laughs> but this is
0: a sipping beer. As the whole
3: table bows up, mm-hmm.
0: uh, yeah.
1: groundhog, <laughs> we're all like, oh I've got something to say about that." The, prairie the thing about it is, is, because it's simple, it's easier to pound, in my opinion. I should just stop talking.
0: All right. It's... No, Travis said prairie doggin. Oh, I didn't. Hear oh, that. god. <laughs> <laughs> you got, you got a peeker. <laughs> I still think the Petrus is the most poundable, just because that was just kind of yeah.
1: Uh, no, this one yeah, has
0: a. The, you're right. This one has a fuller body. It's got more flavor. Yeah. It's fruitier. It's more tart.
1: Yeah, I think the Petrus is definitely more poundable too. Yeah. But.
0: But this is my favorite one that we've had today. Yes,
1: but if you were to compare this to the Dissident as far as poundability, this one is definitely much yes.
3: higher. Yeah. You know, time and time again, we see the BJCP listed examples as being the safe entry. Yeah. And that definitely holds true here here, but with the Petrus, it's not.
0: That's the uber-safe entry. it's like
2: Mm -hmm. super, super safe, which is weird to the point where
3: it kind of dips below guidelines in a couple spots because it's so safe, right? It's almost becoming negative to have your beer listed as a commercial example because that means that it's not pushing any envelopes. It's it's not testing anything. It's just it is this safe put it in in, a box. Up until this one.
0: I think this beer is... Fantastic. Okay. Yes. And it might be on the safe side, but it's still got a bold flavor profile. Low tartness. What's there? Low but it's, it's supposed tart to be tart low tart, it's low to medium. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice kind of toasted get malt, I think.
3: Yes, this has a, a, a much better. Better presentation or the malt, for the malt yeah. yes. compared yeah. to the dissident, yeah, for sure. And that's what I was looking for. If the dissident had just a little bit more of this kind of a, a caramel, almost mm-hmm. toasty, not even roasty or chocolate, yeah, there, but just a little more of the presence of the malt, right? Then it would score so much better in the BJCP.
0: And this one doesn't claim anything. No oak, no extra fruit, nothing. It just says Flanders Sour Ale, red brown. I don't taste or smell oak, I don't either whatsoever. No, even though
3: you said that it's blended with uh, lambic, which has been aged in oak. I'm
0: not pulling it. I I absolutely, absolutely enjoy this beer. I think it's fantastic. Very nice. Just this this is like just as much as I like sour beers and the other beer that I like from this brewery, the Yakubins. That's like punch in the face tart. This one, meaningful. which sometimes that's what you're looking for. I I've bought that just to come home and sip on it because I'm looking for something tart. Yeah, something with a really bold flavor profile.
1: Something that you could have like maybe with like a key lime pie.
0: I don't like key lime pie.
1: I didn't say you liked it. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> I would just drink about myself and that would be the dessert. Okay. I don't need any <laughs> other food or thing to go with it. But I was basically, just so I'm going to, to tell you why I don't like this. Yeah, you know. But this one is more subtle, but you still get the same kind of, you get the tartness, you get some malt background, you get a little, a light fruity note. This is probably the most balanced one that we've had today.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yes. And we didn't break the bottle. Or, I mean, I didn't break the bottle. (laughs) I'm sorry, the pottle.
2: So, um. The The pottle. What would your guys' uh, BJCP
3: be on this one? I think this one's high, right? 42 to 45. Yeah, yeah. I'd have to agree. This one's an excellent example. Definitely in the 40s. Yeah. Because it it hits everything listed there, and there's nothing that there shouldn't be. So
0: I, I have no grounds to give it anything lower than a 44. Which is really interesting, because this one and the Petrus are so completely different.
3: Yeah, that's And, and yet both that's listed. Surprising.
0: I'm I'm a little
3: confused. Well, they got to list Corn things confused. that are available. Um, a few years ago, I don't know if this beer that we're drinking now was available here. Petrus I, was.
1: No, know. I've seen this label before. Well,
0: and we've had the Yakubins. The Yakubins has been available for years. Yeah. My untapped picture where I'm like
3: drinking a beer but scowling because it's so sour was at the Meddlesome Moth in 2010 and I was drinking uh, the Petrus. It was one of them. Where is that location? Interesting. It was in Dallas? Middlesome. I've never heard of that place. It's in the design district. Walking distance from community.
0: Okay. It's kind of high end.
1: So kind of over there by Bishop Arts uh, Cider Company. Yep.
0: A little bit south of 30, north of 20. By the the Taboo Lounge. 20 goes through there, right? I think so.
3: Yeah, and so Petrus has been around for a long time, and it's widely distributed. And I think uh, mainly whenever they think about beers that they want to list in the commercial examples, it has to be something that is widely available because the whole point is to give a homebrew judge something to base off of. Point of reference, yeah. yeah. And if they list, well, this is a, a commercial example is the is the Deep Ellum Barrel House Series uh, number 3, which is only released once, then that's not going to help anybody. Right. But if they say something that is uh, has international appeal,
0: like the Petrus does, well, that does. Think of all the styles that we've talked about where we were hard-pressed to find one. Sure. So, yeah, it's not perfect. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, that's pretty good. But
0: like out of this. these, this is
1: Dumbos. by
0: far, I think, the best one. It's the best beer. It's tremendous. Of all of them. So, so what's your poundability rating on this one, huh? <laughs> oh,
1: okay. Man, I was hammered there. <laughs> you were. I think we all were. Um I'm gonna say five. Yeah, I'm gonna say five as well.
3: I'm coming up on this one. I'm going up to a seven. What? Dang. You're gonna go up? Up to a seven. Up up I'm and away. Please explain. Right there.
2: No, and, 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 and actually, I'm right there with Travis here. Because I gave the Dissident a 6.5 to a 7. Dissident 6.5. This is a 7, I'd say. Yeah. Um, it's just... It doesn't have nearly as much of um, those... It, it, it's It doesn't have any flavors in it that are way too crazy that would prevent me from pounding it. It doesn't have nearly a level of tartness that I would expect... To not be able to pound this with, I'd say that this is very simple, very straightforward. I'd say it just doesn't have anything that, like, would prevent me from pounding it.
3: Yeah. Not super sour, fairly well balanced. Yeah. i go with a seven.
0: I would beg the question, does well balanced and simple, do those two things correlate? Because I wouldn't call this beer simple. Okay,
2: I... I, I was I was struggling for my words there. I would say that well balanced was what I meant.
0: Because see, my my thing with this one is the the flavors are stronger. It's not as complex as a dissident, but the flavors are stronger, and it's got like this. Usually, when you're talking about beer, syrupy is a negative connotation, but this one sits heavier. It's thicker. It's more syrupy, and well, I, I don't thought, I
2: don't mean that in a bad way. I thought the dissident. Did that more than this one. Okay.
1: I think that this is a little too thick for me. <laughs> well,
3: for some people, it is. That's okay.
0: Yeah. So for me, the reason my poundability on this one is lower is because it kind of sits heavier than the dissident does. Mm. So
2: I think this one's just above the dissident for me. Uh, I think that a little bit more of that like you were saying, syrupy character comes through with the dissident more, especially that cherry flavor. Mm -hmm. It really, uh, it really adds to that, to that factor a little bit more than this one does where it doesn't have that obvious fruit flavor to it. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So for overall enjoyability, this one's on top for me, but for complexity, I would say the dissident would be at the top. Agreed. I'm there
2: with you. Yeah. I like this one the best out of the four. Uh, Complexity, yes. Dissident, my number two still remains the meddler, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Petrus would be at the very bottom. But
2: yeah, I've got to say, like the last three beers we had were all fantastic beers. Uh, the Petrus, I, I'm, I'm kind of glad that we had the three that we had after that one because it kind of made me appreciate those three a little bit more.
0: And it kind of put it in perspective a little bit too. Yeah, because it is listed as a commercial example but yeah obviously at the bottom for all of us yeah um, so so in the, in a quick summary if you want out of the four that we had if you want complex go dissident or vanderginsta if yeah. you want most flavor dissident or vanderginsta <laughs> if you want a entry level sour petrus if you just want something that's pretty good meddler
4: <laughs>
2: just make sure you upend the bottle or else you're going to get a yeast cake at the bottom like yeah. sawyer did
1: yeah that was yeah. disgusting
2: well thank you all for joining us for our episode on ode bruins this week y'all. we have to see y'all
1: y'all
2: y'all again next week when we have an odd joining with a couple of folks from strange union brewery oh. ah. cheers till then okay.